Our world is dying, politicians are lying, and just when you feel like crying, sit and have a listen to people who have shit themselves. Hi, I'm Evie. I'm Claudia, and we are the hosts of The Poodcast. And for those of you who don't know, The Poodcast is a podcast on a mission to learn about the lives of those living with bowel and bladder conditions whilst sharing a shitty story or two along the way. And this week, we have quite a lot of shitty stories, random stories, because this week is a Blagony Aunts special. And yes. uh, for those of you that didn't hear Blagony Aunts season one, it's probably worth a listen. We had uh, is it? As in such as too many pubes skid mark gate there were some some real gems that I'm, I'm hoping today will have the same integrity as it did the first time and we will continue to help nobody with their problems i'm so glad that you remember them i don't remember so evie before we mm-hmm. get cracking with the uh with the old blagging aunts we would be those aunts wouldn't we i'm just thinking mm. about the phrase aunts we would be the the women that would give kids Bacardi and Cokes when they're five. I do worry that we are sort of straying into Dear Joan and Jerrica territory. Um, Potentially. Especially because a few of the ones we've had sent in, they're kind of not quite, not heavy, but they're genuinely asking for advice and I don't have a fucking clue what the answers are. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope it's nothing like, you know, should I have this colonoscopy? Because we really are not the people to be asking about that. We're not, although of course the answer is always yes after the colonoscopy. <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> we'll do it for you. Yeah, that's that's where dear Jen and Jerrica comes in, where we offer to do it for them. I like it. But Eves, uh, how's your bum? How's your time lately? Well, Claudia, I do have a problem I want to talk about myself. Oh, bums. I've got a problem with one of my holes. I wish everyone could see the smile on your face. <laughs> you know when somebody is like at a party and they start a story and everybody stops and that person knows that they've got the attention that that is your face right now <laughs> that is me because <laughs> i don't i've not spoken about this hole on the podcast before it oh, is oh, i'm going to tell you what happened so i woke up in the middle of the night the other day and i had a pain up one of my nostrils and <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I don't know if you've ever had it, where you feel like there's a spot or something on the inside of your nostril. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really sore. And I, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to have a look at that in the morning. That's really sore. Fell asleep, woke up, and it was even worse. So I got my um my magnetizing, not magnetizing, my zoom-in mirror. What do we call that? Magnifying? Thank you so much. My magnifying mirror. Christ. I wanted to let you get there on your own. I'm, I would never. My energy levels are too low. So I got my magnifying mirror, um, number seven. Sure. Are the brands available. <laughs> and I got the torch on my phone and I decided to look up my nostril. I've never looked up my nostril. I, I've done what? that with, with my vagina, with a mirror. But you've not looked up your own nostril. But I've never done that with my own nostrils. I'm much more interested in other holes. Well, let me tell you, what I saw was the shocking. things I've seen. It was unbelievable. So I've had like spots or um, cracks or, you know, cuts and things where you get a little scab and you get a little bit of bleeding or sort of blood bogeys, I would describe them. Day-to-day blood bogeys. I got my, my magnifying glass out and close to where my septum is, inside the right nostril, so not like on the, the flaring bit of the nostril, the inside, close to the septum, Yeah, I saw the largest water blister. Oh. A huge blister. 
like I was a coke addict or something. It was absolutely horrendous. How, how did that even happen? I've got no idea. It was like it was like it was something that you'd expect to get on your feet after a marathon or something. If anybody's listening and you're an expert on this, please do send us in, you know, the information that we need to help poor Eve's out because that is horrid. I'm so scared someone's going to come back and say that's definitely a sign of something terrible autoimmune-wise. Oh, shit, don't say that. Well, I obviously went on Dr. Google and none of the results were amazing, were they? I mean, a blister up your nose is never good news. So I got the torch out and I looked and because it was so tight, I thought it has to go. So I sterilised a needle. Oh my god, I love this already. I Pop it, pop it. I barely touched the blister. It barely, it just went straight in. The needle went straight in. It was obviously a very, very thin layer of skin. And all this sort of watery goo came shooting, not shooting, dripping out. It was huge, absolutely huge. Bloody hell. It instantly felt much better, but still very sore. So I put some pseudocreme up my nostril, which provided significant breathing problems for the rest of the day but that's by the bike and that was about six days ago and it's much better but it's still very sore when I press just to the right of the um sort of tip of my nose as we do most days and every single day I have had a a lot of like blood bogeys so I don't know what's gone on in there but it's not happy at all. Methinks maybe if this continues maybe call your GP. (sighs) I know but I'm always calling them for something aren't I? I know and I I know I I always worry that if I call them again that it's going to be I think there's three different receptionists Mm. at my one and I just pray for a different one. Because so often you think of something else and it's it's too soon and you just think yeah. they're going to think you're awful. I know, but and I completely agree. But all these problems are genuine. I'm not a hypochondriac. I just genuinely had a water blister up my nose. That is their job. <laughs> they're, yeah. If they're, if they're opposed to answering phone calls, which most receptionists who work in a GP always seem to be, they always seem very angry that people exist. Well, it's more my doctor that actually... The receptionists are very nice at my surgery. It's the doctors that really do. My my doctor, she sounds so pissed off whenever I call her. (laughs) Absolutely fuming. Um, But anyway, I think it's probably going to be fine because it is improving. It's not like I've had more or they're getting worse. It was just very, very strange. I texted my mum about it and she was none the wiser so if anyway saw it then no, no one, one can. can so anyway how are your bum and tum uh, or nostrils much you not know, my nostrils are actually very sore because we now have to do two weekly covid tests oh no they're just grim like i'm i'm thinking that at some point it will get easier i had to do mine the other day over my sink because i really thought i was going to throw up i am because really, we have um the lateral flow tests so we're, we're given oh. a box of them to take home so at least I don't have to go somewhere like I used to have to but the noises that I make I mean I, I'm not gonna lie I haven't got the best when it comes to gag reflexes like <laughs> steady on but I feel like I, I, I'm just going huh, huh, huh. like I, I just constantly feel like I'm going to throw up as soon as it goes into my mouth and you're supposed to do it for 10 seconds and then putting it up your nostril yeah. actually feels like it's going into my brain have you um have you done the old left thumb trick for the gag reflex? What's you this? You must know the left thumb. Well, I'm not an absolute slag like you. What is I it? learned it as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I I actually learned it when I was learning to swallow pills because um until I was a 
you know, mid-twenties, really, really couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's where you take your left thumb in your hand and you sort of squeeze it like that. And that yeah. does genuinely, for some reason, seem to reduce your gag Does it reflex. have to be your left one? I think it has to be your left one. I'm going to test this. It do, It. I promise it works. It really, really... I mean, it's not going to eliminate it, but it just does really help. You've got to and squeeze it's it like squeezing that. it. It's not just letting it sit there. You must squeeze it. I think you've got to squeeze it. But if you just Google it, it will come up as I'm a... I'm going to look it up because I'm, I'm just finding these really difficult. It's just a horrible, horrible thing to do twice a week. I think as well, doing it to yourself... It is hard because no matter how uncomfortable you're feeling, a professional, they will just kind of press on. Whereas you've got to actually enforce it on yourself. And I'm sure that must be very difficult. But that's almost what I feel like I couldn't let somebody do it to me because at least I can quickly pull it out of my mouth before I vomit everywhere. Right. Or like with the nose, I can take it out if it's really hurting. The idea of somebody doing that to me makes me feel quite horrid. So that's not been ideal. But bum and tum... Your bum tum have actually been quite good. I think they are just very full. I cannot stop eating. I can't stop. Actually, before we started recording, Claudia and I were talking about clothing being a bit of a problem. Mm -hmm. As two individuals who don't weigh themselves. Yeah, maybe a bit of a problem. Certainly a problem for me. What what are you going to do, Claude? You're just going to live your life and... In the words of Laura Till, if we eat a bit more food, that's not the worst thing that could happen. Do you know what? For me, I've always found if I'm feeling like fit and on the go, then I can just eat whatever I want. If I put on weight, I put on weight. It, it, that doesn't seem to bother me as much. It's at the minute where I feel like I have no motivation to do any exercise that I'm then just eating so much. We've got a lot of junk food in the house at the minute because of my birthday last week. I got loads of chocolate and biscuits and things which was great but then you you got to eat it all because you have to Evie it would be really really rude to not eat it so yeah you'd be doing a disservice to loved ones and friends and family bless them so I, I need to I need to do that but so I feel like what I'm going to do is get back into exercise when I feel like I am ready I feel like things still feel a little bit bleak at the minute and maybe once oh, yeah. things start to pick up a bit I might feel a bit more inclined to do that. Also, when you when you finish work, it's basically dark and cold and miserable. Also, I'm exhausted. Yeah, of course you are. And you want to, in the summer, when it's lighter for a little bit longer and not freezing cold and raining, you can walk back from the bus stop and then pop back out again if you want to. It's just too bleak at the moment. I'm not going to pretend like that it doesn't bother me when I go to put on a pair of trousers and they suddenly don't fit me anymore. Or sometimes you look at yourself in the mirror and you think, yeah, that wasn't there before. But I'm a firm believer that if it really bothered me, I would have done something about it by now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to sit and like wallow because I'm in charge of whether I do exercise. I'm in charge of eating things. And so I'm clearly doing at the minute what I want to do. I know that I feel better on days where I do exercise and hopefully soon I'll feel a bit more motivation about life in general. And that's when you kind of want to get up and get going and be your best self or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But the minute, the best thing for me to do is to take care of myself and that involves Disney eating a lot of cookies and RuPaul's Drag Race. And that is what I'm doing. That's how I'm dealing with it. Incredible. And, you know, I like what you said about if it bothered you enough, then you would have done something about it. Like, it obviously is not bothering you enough that you don't want to have some burgers. I mean, this week I've been tackling an 1,000-piece puzzle. I saw this on Instagram. May, I'm nearly done. <laughs> I am hooked in a way that I feel hooked at Married at First Sight Australia, where you just want to like get through it and this is so exciting. Claudia, 
Your life makes me sad. I know. <laughs> like, but like, I have been pelting home at the idea of doing this puzzle. I honestly, I'm walking down the street and I'm like, I'm gonna do some puzzling. And I'm just, I'm so excited. And then, you know, I'm sat there and I, I'm looking at this piece and I'm thinking, you're a, you're a tricky little fucker because there's nothing of you except blank and I'm really gonna have to try. And you, you let it fit and it, it slots in and you think, you know when people do those freeze frame, like those jumps, and they're like, huzzah! And it's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's how I feel when I slot a hard puzzle piece in. I, I'm is... absolutely loving it. I'm very happy with with my choices that, that I am now a puzzle person who um has cockles for snacks. Ooh. Only good puzzles, good vibes. Blagony aunts, blagony aunts, blagony aunts. Okay, so the the letters have been sent in, the emails have <laughs> been filed, and we have some absolute corkers of some Blagney aunt's requests sent in. Evie's going to read them out. What's then going to happen is we're going to attempt to give some advice, and then we'll probably tell you not to follow our advice. These are the stages you will be expecting. Evie, kick us off. I'm so excited <laughs> to read these, what we got. Okay, so our first email actually just says, Dear Evie, they've not addressed this to you. <laughs> it's just Dear Evie, so maybe I should answer and respond. Okay, I'm going to say Dear Evie and Claudia. Don't lie. Oh, well, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> okay, fine, it says Dear Claudia. <laughs> I've just started living with my boyfriend, which is going really well. However, I've noticed that since he moved in, we are getting through significant amounts of toilet paper. This can be as much as nine rolls in one week. I've politely mentioned this, but I don't want to point the finger. It's getting so infuriating as I often go to the loo only to find no toilet paper, even though I bought some a few days earlier. Ah, help. Okay. This I is mean, close to my heart. Yeah, I was going to say, I swear, it's where we've discussed this and how infuriating it is. How, you know, how costly it must be, both in monetary forms and also in relationship terms because you're going to start having some resentment there it makes me think at the beginning of lockdown there was a a comedy video going around um of an old man showing people how to use toilet paper best and he got one sheet literally just one square and he said you put your finger straight through it straight through Mm. the middle and so then it's protecting your finger like a like a glove you put your finger up there no, no, no. Swirl it no. around, pull it back down, and then it's done, and, and then that's just one. I'm not saying that that's what you should do, but I am saying that, you know, y- you could do it like that. So really, to use that much toilet paper is unnecessary. You look disgusted. <laughs> I have a different ap- approach, Claudia. I appreciate your input there. <laughs> when you say, when you say, but you could do that, please don't. No, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that, especially when the problem is, obviously your boyfriend now it's very difficult it's a subject close to my heart there's one i've got one sort of final card in my hand that i haven't played yet but maybe i'm going to advise you to do it so this is what i've been thinking okay. if it is your boyfriend and not you who's going through all the toilet paper why don't you buy your own supply so you've got the joint what's ever in at the moment is the joint supply and then from there on in your toilet paper you buy your own toilet paper take it into the toilet and take it back out mm. and hide it somewhere and if they don't have the toilet paper that's their fault yeah. you're not just gonna keep sustaining this insatiable toilet roll using habit that they have 
I think if if you if you really are at your wit's end, which let's face it, I think you can probably hear I am as well. Um, just put sanctions. You know, it's your own toilet mm. paper. Take the loo roll. It's a bit annoying to have to take it in every single time, but you know, if they're just using the toilet paper that you're both buying and you're buying, you know, fuck them. They're on their own. Bathroom yeah. Brexit. You've had enough. I. It's it's like a bit like you know people have at uni when they have community bathrooms. You just take your little shower caddy and it goes back so on so forth. I think maybe that is a solution. What I'm questioning is, do you voice that or do you just start using your own supply well, and I say would be very nothing? Interested if you said nothing, because I bet it would become. Oh, where's all the toilet? Where's all the toilet paper gone? Oh, I don't know. How about you fucking used it all? <laughs> <laughs> but you know or maybe if you have had the conversation before and you've really really tried everything and you've mentioned it a number of times and it's still loads of, loads are being used I think even just say look this is what I'm going to do now uh, I'm sorry that this is probably going to have a negative impact on our relationship because it's so passive aggressive but there's nothing else for it I think just be honest I think but maybe then just say it ends here. We're not going to start buying our own milk. You know, we're not going to start what else is communal. Well, I suppose laundry, but but I split that with my boyfriend. I don't. You don't do your boyfriend's laundry? Hot, right. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so when you take the laundry basket... Separate laundry baskets. Look, I don't, I don't, okay, I'm not going to put my clothes in the same laundry basket as him and then take all my separate pieces out. I'm not going to do that. No, not I just mine, have my not own laundry mine. basket and I do my own laundry take it back and it works really well really like it because what we did have a brief time where we shared the laundry basket and instead instead of me doing my laundry once every two weeks and my boyfriend doing his laundry once every two weeks um what was great is that the, the basket became so full it was evie does the laundry three times a week and then i thought hang on i'm getting really cross about this it's better just to separate this and then I'll never have to mention it again. And it's, it's And and has it has it been smooth sailing? It's been, it's been absolutely perfect. It's so, I, I would recommend this to any couple. Just do your own laundry and have your own laundry basket. Like if you think about it, why would you wash somebody else's clothes unless they were really ill or didn't want to do it? Well, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna go unless you know you love well, them no. or you Because want... I think this also does stem from the fact that I'm not comfortable with somebody else touching my dirty clothes. Not even him. I mean it would be fine, but I just prefer to do it myself. I wouldn't want him doing my laundry and I'm certainly Fair. not gonna do his laundry. I'm questioning a lot of things now. How am I in a relationship? That is something I'll never know. He's so patient. Clearly he enjoys this as well. Because like you said, it's been smooth sailing. He hasn't been shouting at you about it. So it must be working. You say he enjoys it. He definitely had a better setup when I did the laundry. Oh, for, for sure. sure. But then I thought, and, and this kind of does also then stem back to invisible women and data, that when couples move in together, women end up doing twice as much housework as they did when they were single or when they lived alone. And men end up, their work ends up halving and I really thought no no not doing it well I think we've solved that problem haven't we I think we've absolutely solved it if anybody thinks anything differently I think you are absolutely cuckoo okay let's move on to the next I love this one because it's okay here we go dear Claudia and Evie how do you remove stubborn lime scale from inside the toilet bowl and also from the glass shower door I'm not sure if this is the right forum but hey so this is actually about Bathroom maintenance, which I really like. Have you removed lime scale from your toilet bowl? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you do it? A scourer mm, is absolutely key. I am going to do a little plug here for my friend's company called Home Things. 
and they do fantastic bathroom products that has made my bathroom sing um <laughs> like that i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm not mrs hinch i i'm not i'm not down with with the best cleaning tips and i'm also somebody that 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 wouldn't really bother me if i saw the limes get i'm not like gonna get it gone like it, it's annoying will i will i really take the time to do the research and, and get it sorted as we've just discovered no i'd rather go do my puzzle That's but evie i feel like you looked excited by this i yeah. feel like you're gonna have some some pearly wisdom yeah i'm not so hot actually on the toilet bowl removing lime scale from the toilet bowl but maybe yes i thought of you you're bang right there get a scour rubber gloves on you're gonna have to get in there certainly the glass shower door uh, there's a wonderful product called Viacal, and you literally just spray it on the glass for wait five minutes, rinse it off. You don't even have to like use, cl- use a cloth, and it looks like new. And then you realise how not see-through the glass was before. Mine wasn't until I bought Viacal. So yeah, that's what I would recommend you do. Toilet bowl. I I've not really done that, but you know, just get a little toilet rim in there. It's always going to be smelling fresh. You're ready to go do your business. When we flush, it's going to be a lovely lemony smell. If you like Aldi, do a great toilet rim. Um, if I've ever run out of poo smelling products, you know, anti poo mm. smell. I don't want product smells like poo. But you know, if you spray it in, the the uh, the toilet rim does that on its own. So um, do have a toilet rim. Sorry, in my head, I'm I'm thinking like a toilet seat, like an actual <laughs> toilet rim. I'm like, you know, the, yes. the, the, it doesn't it doesn't just cascade onto the floor. <laughs> you know, like the little products that sit just on the inside. I do. Mine is lavender. Oh, wonderful! Thank you. Okay, well, that's that solved as well. I think. Oh, let this one might be for you, Claudia. Dear Claudia and Evie, I'm having a really bad IBS flare up. What clothes can I wear for work? I have to go into work in person. That are bloke friendly but also professional. I burst a button on some work trousers last week and I had to car- carry on with them only being held up by an elastic band and complicated knot system. Oh, babe. Okay, yes. No, this is one that is that is close to my heart. Okay, I've got some absolute staples. Dungarees are... I know that doesn't sound like it could be the most professional, but you can actually get some really nice ones that are a bit more well I mean you can get like patterned ones I think the more linen-y ones maybe look a bit more professional or like a cute little polo neck underneath more wintry vibes dungarees are amazing and they're very roomy midi skirts we were actually just having a chat about midi skirts and crop jumpers weren't we yes I think we spoke to a lot of Dryden about this elasticated waistbands are just absolutely key zips can go fuck themselves oh god especially zips at the back I love. I mean, it's. I feel like it's. It's probably been in for a couple of years, so maybe it is on the way out. But who fucking cares? Get those nice long patterned dresses that bloody H and M Zara were all over like a bad rash. I also just think. I yes, you want to look professional at work, but you will look your least professional if you've now got your hair tied up on your head, you're sweating streams, and you're trying to like keep your trousers in by. Yeah, exactly. I I think you will look more professional if you look more at ease and more comfortable. And also, maybe this goes down to as well, talking to your workplace bosses or superiors or whoever, and letting them know what it is that you're going through, which is why on some days you might look or feel like X, Y, and Z. Yes, appearance is key, but actually maybe not so much keeping up appearances and actually going to 
to speak to somebody because you'll probably then start to worry less about how you look and, and people will probably actually maybe worry about you a bit more in, in, in a healthy, appropriate way. Oh, absolutely, Claudia. What a fantastic piece of advice there. Thank you so much. I think that actually is the first time in a Blagney Aunt's segment where I actually feel like maybe I gave some half-decent advice. Also, advice that I did not take myself until, you know, probably until we started this podcast. So I appreciate that it's not the easiest thing to do, but go for it. Stop what you're doing. Let's talk about pooing. Okay, so if we haven't talked about toilets enough, which we never can, it's now our toilet tail segment, and boy, have we got a stinker for you today, Evie? Yeah. Read it out to us in your best—I was about to say—in your best Scottish accent, but I'm not going to make you do I that. Do it, She's fantastic I... at accents. Thanks, Claude. God, you always gas me up. Absolutely brilliant. But um, I don't want to sort of detract from the story. Could you maybe just do just a quick, like, say one sentence? Look, Claudia, is this a roundabout way of you asking me to do Cho Chang? I just love it. Just please do it. Okay. Can I? Oh, can I? Can I do Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, of course. Um, Cho, I was just wondering if you want to go to the ball with me. Harriet, I'm sorry, but somebody's already asked me, and well, I've said I'll go. Harry, I really am sorry. <laughs> it's a bit slippery on the stairs at the top. That's what she says. She's bad and. The character is bad in the film. No, it's the fucking film's over. Yeah. Like, Ginny's a badass, and then as soon as it gets to the film, she's like, Pop by, Harry. Yeah, like, rubbish. Someone give Ginny a fecking backbone. Jesus. Just give her a line oh. or something. Give her some more. Yeah, lines. exactly. Give her a freaking personality. I'm sorry, right. but it's, it's already true. been about Harry Potter. I don't know. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Please, the toilet towel, please. Okay, so. Avada Kedavra, sorry. I had an incident a few years ago when I was working in an office with one toilet. Uh-oh. It was right next to a meeting room, and often when I'd been in a meeting, I had heard the tinkle of wee, or sometimes no, or sometimes the sounds of other bathroom matter landing in water from somebody oh. using this toilet. I always felt distinctly embarrassed, but nobody acknowledged that we could all blatantly hear the loo business. Oh God, that makes me feel really ill. The fateful day was when we had a meeting in the meeting room with a client. At the time, I was working as an intern and generally would sit there, listen and make notes. In error, I had a couple of Diet Cokes at lunch and I seriously needed a wee. Fortunately, my presence was rarely missed in these meetings and I would often be called out during them to go and do some chores for other grown-ups who could do them themselves but couldn't be bothered so got me to do them for free. Thus, I decided I could nip out for a wee and nobody would bat an eyelid. And that was the case. On arrival in the bathroom, I was horrified at the thought of the sound of my wee hitting the water, only compounded by the velocity of urine I knew was imminent as a result of the Diet Cokes. As I am a woman and we can't aim all that well, I decided to sit closer to the side of the toilet to make sure the wee hit the toilet bowl first before the water, making it much quieter. It was still making a noise though, so I decided to sit even further towards the side until it was very quiet. Perfect, I thought. Only until I looked down and I realised I was now pissing on the floor and myself. No. No. In a hurry to make others more comfortable, I had ended up weeing down my (sighs) jeans. 
I did what I could. I mucked up with a damp towel and I went back into the meeting smelling of wee. After 15 unendurable minutes, I pretended to have an email so I could leave, made up some bullshit about collecting some products and went straight out onto Oxford Street to buy some new jeans. I quickly changed in a nearby gym that I'm not a member of <laughs> and ran back to work. Awful. Oh, God, that actually, you know, you hit and you feel you're listening to one of these stories and you realise that your shoulders are up by your ears yeah. by the end of it because you just want to cry. I feel awful that that is what happened to somebody because they were worried about people listening to something that universally people do. 100%. And also, get they need to get that fucking toilet situation sorted. Firstly, one cubicle. Secondly, just get one of those, like, get toilets which are like silent yes i think so we're like where you can't hear anything or at least try and soundproof a bit more like surely as i don't know like an employer there or a boss or whatever you don't want your clients to be hearing people going to the toilet even though it should be fine you also maybe don't want to do that for both your clients and your employees what a stupid setup that was mate ours is next to the head teacher's office oh and sometimes I ha- I'm holding in a wee so much all day because I just haven't had time to go. And you know when you hold in something, you then get the pre-wee or poo gas oh, that is quite vocal. And i just so scared she can hear me all the time. And I, I what I hate is when she waves at me just before I go in or says hello because then I know that no, she knows that I'm in there. It. It's it's me. It's, it's unequivocally it's me. Campbell. That's a Claudia Campbell gas pop. Also... The smell of piss is is quite a distinct smell. I wonder if people noticed that 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 she smelled. She it. doesn't say. I do like to think though, in those moments, maybe it's because I'm a Hufflepuff. But the the that people would have compassion and think, oh God, poor you, rather than, uh, you're gross. Yeah. Although you must wonder, like. If someone just came in smelling of weed, I'd be like, oh my God, like they had an accident, they couldn't get there. If I'd seen somebody leave to go to the toilet and they still managed to come back smelling of weed, I'd be a bit like, what happened there? What happened in those two minutes? How, how did what that happen? What happened, sweetie? How did you manage that? I've I've done that um, with you? a sleeve, with a, with a sleeve that's fallen in the toilet and I've not realised that I've weed on it. I've been at a mate's house. Yeah, I've done that with dungarees. Bits of dungarees have gone in and have weed on it. Okay. It does happen. It does. It's just as well, like being an intern, you're you in the pecking order. You're low. You don't want to add on to intern smells of piss, do you? You don't want to be the intern that smells of piss. I wonder I wonder what happened if they got promotion. I hope they did, because they deserve it. I also just love the just like the joys of actually working in central London. So I just popped out onto Oxford Street, bought some new jeans, <laughs> popped into a gym that I wasn't a member of. And fish bag Yeah, quite. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so maybe, you know, of all the locations for that to happen that wasn't a bad location i work right by oxford street and now i'm thinking do you know what if i piss myself it's absolutely just fine. go out on your lunch break get some jeans easy fucking peasy well, mate going into top shop oh god every time i walk past it it's i mean everything's been taken out now except the mannequins it's creepy as fuck it is quite is creepy that gonna turn into weather spoons or something a massive weather spoons I'm trying to think what I want it to turn into. I really want it to turn into an adult's play area, like Kids Zone. Oh, that would be so fun. That'd be so, like a giant one where you can just run around and get pissed. That sounds the kind of great. adult that I am, but that would be fantastic. Oh my gosh. Well, if you want to send in what you think the big top shop on Oxford Street should be turned into, 
Um, or any further problems, we may do another one. Do you know what it should be? What? Massive public toilets, for God's sake. That would be the best if it was just like four levels of loos. And you could like... Perfect. Oh, you could like make a, you could make a game out of that. And it's right next to Oxford Street Station. So no matter where you are in London, you know, I've just got to get to Oxford Street and yeah, then there'll boom. be loos waiting for me. I'm, we should petition this. And we can put all the mannequins there, but have them like in different positions in the toilet. So it looks like there's a massive orgy. I love that. Okay. I mean, Sorted. they're definitely going to go for it. Perfect. I fixed well, it. Well, please Flag do send in any of your toilet tales, any of your problems, and we will aim to include them. Or if you'd like to send us a voice note, you can DM us on Instagram uh, and we can play your voice note. You can keep it anonymous, but please do keep all of your correspondence coming because we really appreciate it. Thank you. We really do. And you can email us at thepoodcastofficial at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore poodcast. Please give us a cheeky follow. It's nice. Yeah, and rate, review and subscribe us. Thank you. Yes, just do it, please. I always I always try and think of like a, a thing that we could say that might convince people to review us. Okay, if you review us, I'll give you a grand. That's a good incentive. That's really good. I was going to say more like if you review us um, and send us an email saying that you've reviewed us, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. That's more attainable. Let's go for that. Yeah, or like a shout out on Instagram. You let us know the shout out you want. Maybe you just want me to shout out my window. Like, Jessica Smith! Why the fuck hasn't Jessica Smith reviewed us yet? <laughs> I hate that bitch. bitch. Okay, goodbye to everyone apart from you, Jessica.